G'day, g'day guys. Now before we dive into today's show, I want to let you know that some of you may be aware that over the past eight years, I have built a substantial multifamily real estate portfolio here in the US worth over half a billion dollars. And in that time, my passive investors have received fantastic double digit returns. And now you too can invest directly into my deals for as little as $50,000. So if you're an interested investor, head over to reedgoosens.com to find out more. That's reedgoosens.com. Now back into the show. I would ask your listeners, when, when they have multiple interests and multiple passions, figure out, uh, use two, two frameworks. One is ELF, one is HALF. ELF means easy, lucrative, and fun. Go toward things that are that that it's effortless for you. That's effort for others. Go go to things that are going to make you money without you having to actually work that hard because you love what you're doing and you're good at it. And avoid things that are half hard, annoying, lame, and frustrating. Welcome to Investing in the US, a podcast for real estate investors, business owners, and aspiring entrepreneurs looking to break into the US market. Join Reid as he interviews go-getters, risk-takers, and the best in the business about their journey towards financial freedom and the sheer joy of creating something from nothing. G'day, g'day, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another cracking edition of Investing in the US podcast. From Los Angeles, I'm your host, Reed Goosens. Good as always to have you with us on the show. Now, I'm glad that you've all tuned in to learn from my incredible guests, and each and every one of them are the cream of the crop here in the United States when it comes to real estate investing, business investing, and entrepreneurship. Each show, I try and tease out their incredible stories of how they have successfully created their businesses here in the US, how they've created financial freedom massive amounts of cash flow and ultimately create extraordinary lives for themselves and their families. Life by design, as I like to say. Hopefully, these guests will inspire all of my cracking listeners, which are you guys, to get off the couch and go and take massive amounts of action. If these guys can do it, so can you. Now, as you know, I'm all about sharing the knowledge with my loyal listeners, which is you guys, and there's absolutely no BS on this show, just straight into the nuts and bolts. Now, if you do like this show, the easiest way to give back is to give us a review on iTunes and you can follow me on Facebook and Twitter by searching at Reed Goosens. You can find the show wherever you podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher and Google Play, but you can also find these episodes up on my YouTube channel. So head over to reedgoosens.com, click on the video link and it will take you to the video recordings of these podcasts where you can see my ugly mug but the beautiful faces of my guests each and every week. All right, enough out of me. Let's get cracking and into today's show. Today on the show, I have the pleasure of speaking with a really good friend of mine, Vikram Raya. Now, Vikram is the Swiss army knife when it comes to being a successful human. He is a trained cardiologist, functional medicine physician, high performance coach, and an avid real estate investor. And he's raised over $100 million in private equity from high net worth individuals across the countries, doctors and other professionals who are really looking to make their money work for them more and to diversify their investments. He is also the CEO of Viking Capital, a real estate investment group located in Washington, D.C. I'm really pumped and excited to have him on the show today. We've been friends for many, many years, but it's the first time he's been on this show. So big round of applause. G'day, Vikram. Welcome to the show, mate. How are you doing? It's awesome to be here, Reed. Let's let's do this, man. Let's, let's rock your audience. 
Let's rock it. I was, uh, I was just as I mentioned, we've been mates for a couple of years now. We've been, we've done deals together. I've spoken on your stage, but I haven't had you on the show. You, you're such a successful human that I, 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 it's hard to track you down. You're just in Italy for a month. Tell us a little bit about what's been going on. Yeah, um, you know, it's uh, when when markets are in flux and there's there's concern, a lot of trepidation out there. Some people shrink. Um, me and you, we're smiling. We're we're getting excited because now that the 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 uh, you know the seasonal players have left, the true players who 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 who've been in this in, in the in, in the grind for the last seven, eight, nine years, uh, we're smiling because there's opportunities to be had. And so I was like, let me get some little bit R and R. And I also, you know, I, I teach a concept to my a lot of my coaching clients. It's called the five freedoms, and we'll just start with that, and then we'll, then we'll jump into uh, what what's what's ahead on the horizon. But read, I believe in, you know, obviously financial freedom. That's what we're doing, the real estate thing. But on more than that, I would love to have time freedom, like literally do whatever I want when I want. Finally, location freedom, like you know, you're you. I have a hard time finding you, man. I'm like, where in the world is Reed today? And I'm spinning the globe and throwing some darts there. And then it's 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 the resilience that I've seen you ex- uh, exhibit, Reed. You've gone through, you know, cycles and and challenges and obstacles, and you just you're like a Mack truck. You just keep busting through, and that inspires me as well. So I love that bulletproof, resilient mindset you have. And the final thing is, I mean. When you're on stage, man, uh, not only are people listening to your voice, but man, they're like, man, this guy's jacked. He's fit. He's physically, <laughs> he's a surfer. He's he's ready to go. So that vitality freedom is what we're all looking for as well. So I think these things are what, uh, if I if things are uh, allowing me to go toward that, I say it's a hell yes. If if things are taking me away from these freedoms, it's a it's a no for me. And mm. so I wanted to charge up my batteries, and so I wanted to test if I really had these freedoms. So I said. I'm going to disconnect from Viking, my real estate company, disconnect from my uh, coaching company and let my team run it. And I, me and my family are going to go and enjoy Italy world class. And it was awesome. We, we we really had a great time. But now, look, it's time to get back and get back to business. So, uh, Reed, I know you're so crushing some deals. We are as well. And I think that, yes, interest rates are going up. Yes, there's an economic correction. Yes, you know, there's uncertainty, but there's opportunities to be had. 100% and and there's a lot of things to unpack there and and one of the things that you know attracted me to you when we first met many years ago when we did the the, the reserve deal uh which was hands down the, the best deal I've ever done in my entire life five and a half cap in Austin we won't even get into it <laughs> but but I've seen you grow in such a in such a way that you've sort of kept pushing yourself and and we've had many discussions at your boot camps and at your um, conferences in and around how you've grown your team and how you become a better version of yourself or everything through from health uh, through to mindset and and, and those five freedoms. But, but, you know, I want to rewind it a little bit, you know, like walk me through the early stages of Vikram and how you got to this point because, you know, someone just tuning in right now be going, wow, a million miles an hour, Vikram's coming at me, all this energy, but you obviously weren't like that, right? You have a story behind you. You have a an evolution that has got you to this point. So maybe walk the listeners through what that is and, and, and your background in, in, in medicine and, and how that's gotten to you where, where you are today. So uh, my parents and I, we came from uh, India, uh, you know, at a very young age. And then when, we, when I got here, you know, my, my parents really had to work their tail off and, you know, dad was an engineer, mom just was a more of a housewife, but then she, you know, had some small jobs 
And uh, money, for whatever reason, caused a lot of discord in our family. There's a ton mm. of discussion around money. How much of it? Oh, like, you know, like the scarcity, the lack of money. And, you know, my dad wanted to be sort of an entrepreneur, but he was stuck in a like a W-2. My mom was really risk averse. And that just boded for like huge arguments and concern. And and I remember listening to this and, you know, I'm like, man, I want to figure out this thing called money because it's obviously causing a lot of problems if you don't. And, um, you know, uh, as, as, as I as I went through my training and, th- and figuring out things, uh, I, we had so many people in my family have heart attacks. I'm like, oh, well, let me study that as well because that's important. And so I became a cardiologist. And while I was training in cardiology, um, I was in Milwaukee and I was like, trying to sort of frustrate the fact that I'm seeing all my friends around me, you know, they're investment bankers, they're, you know, they're, they're all successful consultants, management consultants, they're doing all this stuff. And I'm still like, you know, $30,000 a year, you know, struggling. And, and I was like, man, I need to figure out how to make some extra money on the side. And so now I, I moonlighted, which is just essentially, you know, doing odd jobs as a physician outside of your main career. But then um, I had an idea. I was like, I, I found this like long-term like care facility and they were looking for a lot of doctors. They didn't know where to find them. I'm like, dude, I know a lot of doctors who are looking for positions. I'm like, why don't I do this? So I, I, I secured a contract with my company, which I figured out how to create an LLC. I created a company. I said, okay, I will provide you all the doctors you need. And here's my fee for each doctor I bring. And so that was the first company I ever started. And it was like, oh, this is pretty cool. And the cool thing was uh, three years later, when I finished training, I had to leave. I sold my contract to another another young doctor and he paid for it. I'm like, whoa, this is there's something to this thing. And so that's what like that's what I realized like that, you know, your brain can create more riches than than the amount of hours you work. How much of that upbringing wanted made you move away from that pain? You know, like I I grew up in a pretty middle class family as well, both high school teachers. You know, money was it felt like there wasn't a lot of it, right? Secondhand cars growing up, yes. you know, like, you know, just you're buying secondhand clothing. And not that we were struggling, so to speak, but you right. just, you had that sense of like, yeah, we weren't, we weren't the wealthiest guys. You, you, you have to be, ca- you have to be cautious. And then they would talk about people like, oh, look at them. They're wealthy. Look at right. those guys. Yes, look at yes, those. Yes, yes. You need to be like that. You need to work hard. You need to study. You need to go to school and be, a, you know, and then it's like, uh, you know, it, it, it does make an impression. It sounds like, like an, it made an impression on you, Reed. It made an impression on me. Um, it felt like, you know, there's a certain thing you had to do to achieve certain kind of wealth. And and I don't think that was the wealth code I cracked. It was really the, mm. reading the books like you've read, the the Kiyosaki's, the uh, Richard's Man in Babylon's, these kind of books and self-development. That's what really started unlocking my mind. And then I had to learn to think differently in order to become different. And mm. uh, the doctors I know, the only way they know how to make more money is kill themselves in the hospital or kill themselves in the clinics. And then, and and some doctors started doing things that were not kosher and uh, just to increase their income, you know? And at that point I made it, I drew a line in the sand, like, look, I'm going to earn my income outside of medicine. And I want to practice medicine because for the love of the game, for the passion. And, and once I made that decision, then I was on a search. I was on a search for the Holy Grail and I tried options trading. I got my like ass handed to me. Uh, and, and then I was like, 
all right, what else? I'm like, well, I know a lot of smart, not, not, I know a lot of not smart people who've crushed in real estate. I'm like, okay, maybe, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty smart guy. I worked, I went to medical school. I can figure this out. So that's where I, I dove in and I tried single, single family investing and, and I did some fix and flips and I did that with my dad and it made sense. But then I was like, this is still like, I'm not going to really like be able to retire from my couple of single family homes. And so like, what's the next step? And I heard this guy speak about something called syndications and multifamily. And I thought it was illegal first. Cause I was like, dude, this, I don't, I've never heard of anyone talking about this stuff. And this was in like 2015, 2014, where, you know, now like, you know, you can, you run into a syndicator every on every doorstep now. So, <laughs> but uh, it was, it was sort of new back then and, and, and right. definitely no one of a, proper profession was doing it you know and mm-hmm. so uh that seed uh stuck and then once i sort of sort of maxed out my capabilities of the single family thing i switched over to that and everyone was telling me don't tell anyone you do real estate don't tell anyone you're a doctor don't use what you are in what are you trying to do you have to keep everything separate and it was not until i realized look that's why would i take my my advantage and put it away you know and so once I realized as a physician, I can harness other physicians and bring them to the investments I'm doing, that's when the whole the whole enchilada opened up, the Pandora's box opened up. How much assets under management do you have today with Viking Capital? We have 650 million uh, of awesome. transactions we've done, yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. No, it's, it's a great indication of how you can apply yourself. And you, I can already feel the energy through the camera. And every time I'm, I'm around you, I, I can feel that energy, that can-do attitude. But I could also imagine coming from an Indian background, you know, very much traditional of like, go to school, get a job, that when you started going down this other path, that people were like, what is he doing? Like, you're a physician, man. Like, just just stick to your lane and don't 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 rock the boat, so to speak. Was there any of that type of chat going on back when uh, back when we get started? You know, I was on a recent podcast and someone asked me that that uh, that question, and uh, you know, it it made me pause and reflect, Reed, because I was like, oh, okay, uh, well, first my wife was like, are you sure? Does this make sense? But she was supportive, and then my my dad always wanted to be an entrepreneur, but it was he you know he had to provide for the family, and so it's usually the it's it's usually the first generation that makes the opportunities for the second generation. So I have to thank my dad for that. So he allowed me to, you know, do things that were probably his dreams as well. Um, but that being said, the person that really was upset was my mom. She's like, her whole dream was to become for me to be a doctor. And then more than that, a cardiologist. <laughs> oh my God, a cardiologist is great. And then I'm like, mom, starting to move into a different direction. She's like, oh, that looks, that's risky. That's crazy. What are you doing? Like, you're making good money. You got, you know, and then, but I'll tell you who really uh, called me out. It's my colleagues, my peers. Mm. Other physicians thought I was ludicrous. I thought that was crazy. They, they, they were trying to fill my head with all this negativity, concern, uh, question. And, uh, and, and I, I think it happens in any, any person's career. When you're in one career and you're trying to pivot into another, there's always this inertia and this like, uh, resistance you get from everyone around you. No, and I think it's a little bit of jealousy, right? Because you're taking that action of pushing yourself to 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 do more and be more, and they're like, well, "Why are you doing that? I, you know, either take me with you, or I'm going to you know burn your boat. With, I'm going to yeah. burn your boat for you because I don't want you to leave. I want you to stay with me in this exactly. what I think is is the best spot in life." But um, but that's incredible. But now let's 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 pivot into what you said earlier, which I thought was was kind of really you know the love for the game. 
you clearly are a physician at heart and you do love everything about being um, with health, mindset, or you know, meditation, all that sort of stuff. So to now talk about how you've pivoted and, and you've got limitless MD, you have your uh, coaching business. How has that evolved for you as an entrepreneur, continuing to be curious about different things as you start creating and, and going down this path of entrepreneurship? So uh, uh, when I was out in Italy, uh, I, I, I picked up Walter Isaacson's uh, Leonardo da Vinci. And I was mm-hmm. reading the book, you know, in Florence. And I was just, it was just, I was just really, I, I felt like in vogue with these Renaissance guys. And I'm like, you know, uh, Reed, you have so many freaking skill sets. You know, a lot of our friends that we know, like, you know, Dan Hansford, I mean, that guy. <laughs> so we have so many friends that are like actually good at multiple skills. And so it, I think it's okay to do this, but you have to do it in the right way. So what I've realized is you need sequential successes and then you have to build, bring in systems and teams. And once you hit a certain threshold, then you can take on another role, another task, another thing. Um, uh, We ended up seeing Richard Branson's house in Lake Cuomo. And I'm like, Richard Branson has 500 companies. I think I can figure Mm -hmm. out how to run two or three. Right. (laughs) So uh, it's, it's, I think you have to do things that are in alignment. So the easiest thing is find comp- things that are complementary, right? So like, you know, it's like, hey, you own a uh, apartment uh, uh, investment company, maybe a property management company could potentially be a synergistic combination, right? And then maybe you'll have a, a company that is dead or something, whatever. So that's one way to think about things. The other thing is your passions. You love, I love health and wellness. And I, you know, I started after I became a cardiologist, I, I studied something called functional integrative medicine to figure out how to reverse disease. And that was like a, a complimentary second business I started. Then now I'm, then I was like, hey, I, I want to help doctors and other high professionals earn money in real estate. And so I did that. But it was the connection was I'm a doctor and I'm helping similar folks doing that. Then I'm like, I want to help doctors now in in life and business and success. And so I'm like, so there's there's a connect, there's a golden thread, if if you will. So read, uh, figure out. I would ask your listeners, when when they have multiple interests and multiple passions, figure out, uh, use two two frameworks. One is elf. One is half. Uh, elf means easy, lucrative, and fun. Go toward things that are that that it's effortless for you. That's effort for others. Go go to things that are going to make you money without you having to actually work that hard because you love what you're doing and you're good at it. And avoid things that are half hard, annoying, lame, and frustrating. And what I realized was like, yeah, being a traditional doctor was sort of half for me. It was hard, annoying, lame, and frustrating in the sense that it didn't for the amount of hours I was putting in, I was not getting what I deserve, you know? And so I'm putting in a fraction of the hours now in real estate and I'm like, you know, we're, we're crushing it, me and you. Right. So, and it allows me to have the free time then to pursue other passions and interests, which are also, you know, lucrative and easy and fun. And so it, that's the name of the game to, to be of service to the most amount of people and create enough income because you've created enough value for others and and essentially a rising tide raises all boats and that's why we're i'm trying to not only help myself help my tenants help my community help doctors help physicians help my coaching clients and then um, just pay it forward for those of you who are interested in staying up to date with all the latest happenings in my business 
or to learn more about passively investing directly into my multifamily value-add deals, then head over to reedgoosens.com and sign up for my monthly newsletter. By signing up, you'll automatically be notified about my new up-and-coming investment opportunities. You'll be able to stay up to date with all the latest real estate news here in the United States and much, much more. So head over to reedgoosens.com and sign up today. Now, back into the show. When will be enough for you? Uh, I already have enough like five years ago. I I mean, and I'm not necessarily like the wealthiest person in the world. I feel wealthy because of what I do uh, mm. and, and the people I'm around. Like I get to talk to people like you, you know, on a daily basis. I go to go to conferences and, and it's fun for me. I get to travel. I get to I'm posting stuff on Instagram uh, that I think will help people. Um, uh, you know, I go to you know, I read books all the time and I I know the books I'm reading will actually help my business, my mindset, others. Um, I'm I'm you know both me and you are very into charity. We do philanthropy, philanthropic work, and it's it's like everything we're doing is sort of a uh, it's a, it's a pleasure and it's a gift. And so I guess it's more about how much more can I squeeze out of me versus how much mm. is enough. Right. No. 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 It's a good because. The, the outsider would think, and, and I know this because I'm I'm shiny object syndrome all the bloody time, right? Like, I'm, and, and you get so you, you get so distracted with so many things, and I I, I, I see you as a guy that that has that uh, you know, curiosity all the time. You want to keep scratching and keep giving, and I think that helps you propel forward. And, and the book, who not how figuring out who you need to bring on board to help you go off and do things that you are passionate about. You can give back to more people. You know, you can reach a bigger, a wider audience. So um, I, I think that takes a certain type of person, but I also understand how hard it is to build, you know, the the, the empire, so to speak. So, um, so yeah. I guess what has been some of the struggles as you've been building this over the years, because we all can talk about success. Success is great. Everyone's like, yeah, great, great success. But what have been actually some of the struggles that you've found building Viking, building Limitless, building your coaching business? What what what, what has it been? Uh, the perceived uh, limits, the perceived ceilings that we all have. And these plateaus, uh, well, they're not plateaus initially. You think of them as ceilings. And then you, once you burst, burst through them, then you're like, oh, that was just a plateau. Uh, so... Uh, I'm a visionary and sounds like you're, you're, you're one of those unicorns. You're probably a visionary integrator. You can do both probably. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know what you are. You're probably both. Aren't you? I, I, I am. I've done uh, the disc score and I am, but I need to go into my, into my more visionary role and yeah. let someone else do the integration. So I can be an integrator, but I don't think I'm the best integrator. And it was really realizing these terms, these terminologies and realizing there's, there's patterns of business. There's patterns of success, right? Exactly. Uh, and it's it's figuring out what you're good at, what your personality is about, your skills, and then finding others who can help you in your mission and vision in life. And so thankfully, I found Ravi and Viking. And now I found another uh, amazing uh, doctor named Unkeith, who's a, 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 a anesthesiologist at Duke. And so he's come in, in my coaching business, but he also is working now. Now that uh, we ha- we're having a lot more physicians joining Viking, he's now the physician investor liaison for them now. So it's like, it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing that I, now I have team members who, who are amazing. I found like a, a marketing guy who's like, he's like everything he touched turns to gold. And so, <laughs> but we've had to go through so much pain to find people mm-hmm. like that. And, um, and, and th- sometimes everything's going great. And then you say shiny object syndrome. So if you're not, 
if you're not evolving, you're decaying. And mm-hmm. so what I realized was I have to keep testing and pushing and, 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 and moving forward. But as I do that, sometimes I break things. And so I broke Viking for about a couple of months and we're like, oh, <laughs> no investors, uh, like what's going on? Or like our deals are not like, I mean, there's some resistance. I didn't know what it was. And then you, you have to just persevere. And, and then talk we, to me about that. Yeah. What, what happened? How did, how did it go? How did that, how did that come about? What, what was the sort of looking back? What, what happened? It's, it's not knowing, having a pulse on your coaches, on your clients, not having a pulse on your investors. It's, it, it's, it's, it's acting uh, based on your thinking versus uh, getting feedback from your your tribe, and what I realized, like one of the things, like um, you know, we have this amazing fund that we're 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 launching. Uh, it's called the Viking Wealth Fund, and we have two deals in it. We have we just uh, are about to close on our third, and it's a great fund, and uh, it's almost filled up. But uh, what we've realized is our our investors love this for sure, but they actually still love the single asset deals. And we're going to go back to that single asset because that's what they, they like. So, I mean, the fund is there and, and we may do another fund too, but uh, the we're not going to let go of the single assets, which initially was our thought process. And the reason is we have so much investor feedback saying, hey, we want the, the single assets. And so this is where if I had listened to my investor in the first place, maybe I would have done things a little differently. I don't know. Hmm. So it's it's. Uh, these are the kind of things. Also, I we went to a different marketing company based on extensive research, and they promised the moon, and we're like, "All right, let's go." And and then and then they they fell flat on their face, and hmm. a, a delay in marketing in our field is you know can be potentially uh, you know uh, life life threatening in in, in multifamily because really at, we're at the stage where you know our whole country, the whole United States is is our investor base. And so we have to be being in front of them, reaching out to them, educating them, empowering them, inviting them in, and then, you know, asking them to join our, 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 our tribe, if you will. So, uh, and then we went, we switched also uh, going from uh, one uh, investor platform, our portal for our investors uh, to another one. Uh, and all, all the, so like we essentially did about six different changes all at once at Viking and you know, in a in a ninety day span, and it was it was, and we also had a personnel change, so mm-hmm. it, it it was a lot of stress, and I was questioning a lot of things. But uh, you just have to put out the fires. You just have to reassess. You have to use all the books you've read and extract the knowledge instead of just reading them. Apply them, and then you reach out to your mentors and your colleagues, and then you're like, you know what, we can figure this out, and we did. And now we're actually stronger than we ever were. So. It's these scars, these battle scars, uh, give you the courage to, you know, uh, actually be more successful than you ever could be. It's it's so interesting when you 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 probably know and and talk a lot about with your coaching and, and probably Limitless MD your alignment, right? And and it's not until you go through an alignment shift. I've had a different alignment shift recently, which you personally know about, um, that you realize you were never in the right alignment from the beginning because you maybe back when you made the decision you thought that was the easy decision because yes it's gonna that marketing company is gonna knock it out of the park and it's easy and they fell flat on their face and it sort of was like the if you really really thought about it maybe that wasn't the most aligned in alignment with what you wanted to achieve and bringing that maybe more in house and talking more to your investors and understanding where the rub is versus a fund versus individual assets was all the answers you needed to push you on another direction and chart another course 
with a different team member. And, 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 it's, and it's hard and it's challenging to, to, to have that mirror in front of your face, but you need sometimes to go through those things in order to, to go off and be better like what you're doing now and, and start breaking that ceiling, which you just mentioned earlier. It, you, know, you didn't mean it was ceiling, it was more of a plateau. So I really, again, I've admired a lot of your work that you've done over the last eight, nine years that we've, you know, we haven't known each other eight, nine years, but we've known each other since you know probably 2018, the last yeah. three or four years. So seeing you grow and then continue to have the hunger to, to, to build other businesses is extremely um, influential. You know, so, so well done. You've definitely been an influence on my life. Where, where's the business going in the next couple of years? What, what's the sort of the big picture now? Do you, do you have one or is it just more picking up the pieces as you go and figuring it out year, year on year? Yeah, I think uh, the more clarity uh, I think your listeners have, the more power they have. And uh, uh, clarity is also kindness. And that's a new one I've heard. So what that means is uh, if you have a clear vision, then you have, you're going to have buy-in and alignment with from your team as well. Uh, because they want to know exactly, like, if people have clarity, then they can accelerate toward those goals. And so, uh, you know, we do an annual, you know, you know, goal setting thing. Uh, actually, I want to recommend a resource to all of your listeners right now. There's something called Lifebook. It's um, everyone does goal setting, but the, this guy named John Butcher really takes it to the next next level. He essentially uh, has isolated 12 main categories most people have in their life, and uh, he takes you through a process where you clearly identify, you know, sort of your belief systems, um, you know, your vision. Um, and, and sort of the strategy to achieve that vision. And and he wants you to like, it's almost like, think about it as um, a, a, a vision board meets, um, you know, uh, Cameron, uh, I, I forgot his name. Uh, he he wrote the book, Vivid Vision, where you describe it uh, in yep. so beautiful detail on with like uh, Tony Robbins' like massive action plan, all in one thing. And so um, – I'm I'm going through that right now, but it, it, something like that, it doesn't have to be as formalized as I just mentioned, but doing that consistently, it, what it happens is your subconscious brain then connects with your, your, your present, you know, your, your, your prefrontal cortex and, and you're sort of drawn toward this destination that you've sort of pinned and, and, and sort of uh, created in, in your mind only. And uh, so my goal for Viking is essentially we want to hit obviously the there's a there's a holy grail in in, in multifamily the ten thousand doors obviously so you it's a good I used to think that was the end goal and and now I, the more and more I talk about my with with my mentors they're like oh that's when you get started <laughs> <laughs> and so and so it, you know I think it's a good goal it's great um, I I would like to take uh, uh, I like to take uh, Limitless MD to become the number one um, coaching platform for physicians worldwide. Um, wow. And then I, I would like to take a piece of book from, uh, there, there's there's a couple of people I, I admire, uh, Tom Bilyeu, uh, a guy named Alex Hermosi, Grant Cardone. And one of the things I notice is people stop buying assets, stop buying real estate, they start buying companies. And so I'm thinking I would love to be get equity in multiple companies that I have like a, a passion or interest in, like something that I'm, you know, I, I really care about. And, and help them succeed and grow. And I don't want salary or money. I just want equity. And mm -hmm. that's what I'm thinking, you know, over time. And, you know, maybe you can just invest your own money, like a venture capital or something like that. But instead of that, I would love to, for my services of them being sort of on their board and, you know, helping them succeed, maybe, be, you know, get equity. And so it, it, get create a portfolio of companies uh, that are in alignment with my values. 
Yep. No, I, I it's funny you say that because it's I've also got to that stage where I'm looking 10 years down the around the corner and I see exactly the same thing like there's obviously building the the empire of of the 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 multifamily assets under management but there's also other asset classes and then there's also interests outside of 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 real estate in businesses that you can continue growing that you know ecosystem of businesses right because you then also reduce risk for yourself and your your personal family's uh, finances, but it also helps you scratch an itch that you want to be surrounded in these companies that are doing good for the world or in your alignment. So awesome, awesome stuff, man. I know you've got some incredible things coming down the road. I can't wait to see you continue to flourish and and you know step into the person I know you're meant to be. Um, but with that being said, we do like to round out the show with the top five investing tips. You ready to get into it? Let's do it, man. Mate, no, maybe the number one habit you practice to keep on track towards your goals. Uh, it's called magic time. Magic time is essentially uh, do the opposite of what everyone says. Stop doing the morning routine and do the anti-morning routine. So the anti-morning routine is you drink water and you get to work. And literally you spend the first 30 minutes of your day before your meditation, your journaling, your, you know, one finger pushups, and you're actually doing uh, meaningful work on your number one goal for that year. And, and th- we call this NUI time, not urgent, but important time. And if you just do this one activity, it will literally change your, your, your year this year or your ne- last next you 90 days. On? So uh, like uh, my, uh, my morning time right now is worked on that, that, uh, that life book. So I'm literally creating that life book every morning because it's, you know, 12 different categories. It's pretty extensive. So that's what I'm doing like right now. And then if, if, if it's not that, then I'll work on something else, but something where it's like, it's the goal, the big goal I'm going after. It's like, I'm, I'm, uh, you chunk it down into mini segments and you just you chip away at it and you do it first thing. You know, they say, you know, eat that frog, right? Eat, if mm-hmm. you have to do eat something, you have to do something unpleasant. Might as well do the worst, most unpleasant thing first. And Tim Ferriss says this, make a list of five things that scare you or, or, or you're procrastinating upon and then go tackle the worst one. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, I love it. I love it. Question number two is, who's the most influential person in your career to date? Uh, I want all your listeners to look up this guy, Alex Hormozzi. He wrote a book called $100 Million Offers. Uh, this guy is phenomenal. He, he has a company called Acquisitions.com. He made his money in, in 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 doing gym turnarounds, and then he's become a coach and you know an entrepreneur. But then uh, he's created this thing called uh, Acquisitions.com, where literally he's giving all his knowledge and education away for free, and so he has all his like channels you want to uh, catch in on. But the cool thing is, uh, if you hit the five million dollar mark, he wants to then help your company go to like the fifty or hundred million dollar mark. And uh, I don't know, the guy is just amazing. And I love the fact that everything he's giving for free is so valuable. And so I, I, I'm like drinking everything he's saying right now. Awesome. Alex Hermosi, right? Hermosi. Hermosi. Awesome stuff. Question number three is what's the most influential tool in your business? So it could be a tool like a physical tool, phone, journal that you can't run the business without, or it could be a piece of software. What is it? Uh, it's, it's right behind you to your left, uh, EOS, Traction. Uh, and, uh, a lot of people for, okay. Number one, go ahead and read the book. And if you don't choose traction, choose E-Myth. If you don't choose E-Myth, choose scaling up by Vern Harnish. I don't care what you choose. There's something called 12 week year. Um, choose a business system, operating system for your company. Um, number two, uh, if you're going to do it, go all the way. 
don't be half half assed at it because uh, we were reading traction. We had it on our shelf for years, but it was not until I hired actual official implementer to come into our company that boom, things really started happening. And 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 shaking up by the sounds of it as well. Oh That's yeah. Awesome. Question number four, in one sentence, what's been the biggest failure in your career? What'd you learn from that failure? Uh, a lot of failures. Um, one of the biggest ones was uh, during uh, the COVID crisis, the pandemic, I was running a, I had sort of left cardiology. I was running this car, really cutting edge cardiometabolic clinic, reversing disease, you know, in a physical location. I was trying to run um, Viking Capital as well. And, uh, and I was uh, early stages of this coaching business. And one, I was really over leveraged with too many activities all at once. Simultaneous activity is, is a killer to success. Sequential, su- sequential building of companies works, not simultaneous. Uh, number two, it was, it was the, I was, I was, I thought I was meant to be a doctor for the rest of my life. And I, that was my identity. And is when your identity becomes a prisoner, versus a sculptor is when you is when you're in trouble. So I I realized that I am Vikram Raya and I can do all these things and being a doctor is just one of the many things I can do and is by letting go of being a uh, just uh, just a doctor which you know it is a big deal for a lot of folks but it allowed me to embrace these new identities and then I exploded all my other companies. That's awesome. That's incredible. That's incredible. Mate, last question. Where can people reach you to continue the conversation that want to be in your sphere? Where do they go? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, to, uh, I have my my personal website, vikramraya.com. Uh, I have tons of free resources and great information on there. Uh, please join me there. And then if you're interested in learning about investing and, and multifamily and, and growing your wealth, vikingmultifamily.com. Awesome, mate. Well, look, I want to thank you for jumping on the show today. I just want to reflect some of the things that I took away from the today, today's conversation. I think sequential success, I think that is an underlying theme that so many people like yourself, you have everyone has shiny objects being an entrepreneur, but you do it sequentially, right? You're not just going out and scattershotting it all and trying to do everything at once. You're doing it once you build success in one region, you're then moving on to the success in the second region and then a third region. I think that is very, very key. Also, how you've been able to, I think, personally adapt yourself away from just being the doctor, right? Away from being what your mum wanted you to do or what your you know, former colleagues want you to do. And you went into being the better version of yourself. And I think, again, as a, as a personal friend of yours, seeing you grow and, and seeing all the success you've had, I just applaud you for what you're doing because you are challenging yourself in so many awesome ways to then serve others. Um, so, and then I love the elf and the half, easy, lucrative, fun, hard, annoying, lame, frustrated. So awesome stuff, mate. Did I leave anything out? That's awesome, brother. No, you're a keen memory, man. Is, is, is it a memory like a, a kangaroo? I don't know. I don't know. What's, what's the animal no, out kangaroos. there? Kangaroos. <laughs> it's dexterity of a hand. and I'm writing it all down, mate. So I've got my, got my cheat sheet here. But awesome, brother. Look, yeah. thank you for jumping on the Today Show. Enjoy the rest of your week, and we'll catch up very, very soon. All right, man. Cheers. Well, there you have another cracking episode jam-packed with some incredible uh, advice from Vikram Raya. Remember, head over to VikramRaya.com to check out everything that he is doing. He's a man you need to be around. If you don't know who he is, go check him out. He's on Instagram. He's on LinkedIn. He's on Facebook. He's on probably on TikTok. You know, I, I can see that he probably dances a little bit, but definitely go check him out. I want to thank you all for taking some time out of your day to tune in to continue to grow your financial IQ. That's what we're all about here on this show. We're going to do it all again next week. So remember, be bold, be brave, and go give life a crack. 